When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. My 7 Chakras, episode 35. If a man have an angel to whom he would listen once in a thousand times, that angel would show him the way to uprightness. The 7 Chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chakras. And now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. Action takers, another new day, another new adventure. AJ here, and it's a sunny morning here in beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia, and I'm stoked to bring you our featured guest today, Melissa Kito. So, Melissa, are you ready to inspire? I am so ready. Looking forward to this. Awesome. So, Melissa Kito is the angel guidance coach. She has been communicating directly with her angels since the age of 12 and has taught thousands of people worldwide how to establish a direct two-way communication with their angels. She is a certified instructor as well. So, Melissa, I've given our co-creators a short intro. Take about a minute and tell us more about yourself. Thank you. Well, to cut a long story short, I was lucky enough to be introduced to this whole world of spirituality and spiritual growth from a young age through my mother. And, and it provided me a really strong foundation in my teenage years and early 20s until I got to the point where I started to wonder what am I going to do with my life. And I started to see that People needed guidance, but they didn't know how to tap into their angels. And I had learned some very simple direct tools to do that. And I just felt really strongly that it's my passion and my purpose in life to share these tools that I had learned with others. And so what I do is I help people learn to have a two-way communication with their angels and then ultimately to find your own answers, find your own life purpose and have the tools to live that successfully while growing spiritually at the same time. And so it's really simple, direct tools, basically, to be able to trust your own inner guidance and not have to look outside of yourself for answers anymore. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for that awesome introduction. So, Melissa, some of the topics that we're going to discuss today have never been discussed on our show before. I'm excited and I just can't wait to begin. But to get into that space of inspiration and learning, we begin our show with an inspirational quote. So, Melissa, what is your favorite inspirational quote? And give us an example of how you apply this quote to your everyday life. Well, I had to choose one about angels. And so, the one that I've chosen is actually in Job in the Bible. And to paraphrase, it says, if a man have an angel to whom he would listen once in a thousand times, that angel would show him the way to uprightness. So what I get from this is that we just need to listen once in a thousand times to that personal team of angels or guides that's surrounding us. Each person has a personal team. And so it's about learning to pay attention to all all of the guidance that's available to us, but sometimes we maybe get too distracted, we get stressed, we worry, 
and we block that communication with the guidance that's available to us. So I always come back to this quote for myself and for my clients to say, you know what, even if you're not 100% successful, it's okay. Just listen once in a thousand times and you will be much more happier and you know on your unique path in life than you would be otherwise. And I think it's a great reminder of just how much help is available to us. You know, I can definitely get in a space sometimes of thinking that I'm alone and that I have to do this all by myself. And we have so much help and guidance that's right there. So learn to pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. I love that you mentioned that the angel would show him the way if he or she listens once in a thousand times, just once. And learning to listen and learning from our intuition is what we're going to do today. And listeners, remember one thing, that you're not alone. You have people around you, people who have dedicated their lives to raising their level of consciousness. And they have, in the process, learned some wisdom, learned some insights. So reach out ask questions. And I'm glad that you're listening to the show today because it just shows that you are taking action. So Melissa, do you like the mountains? Maybe trekking, hiking, or just spending some quality time outdoors once in a while? Oh, for sure. I mean, I grew up in New Zealand where we love the great outdoors. So there's definitely something about nature that helps me to center and come back to being still inside. Mm -hmm. No, I totally agree. When I think about New Zealand, I associate that with adventure and with the Lord of the Rings. So (laughs) New Zealand is all adventure for me. (laughs) So let's imagine that you're at a health retreat somewhere among the mountains and someone asks you, Melissa, what is the main focus at this point in your life? What would you tell them? Well, for me, I'm at my point in life, I am definitely all about aligning with my life purpose. And this is actually interesting because our life moves in seven-year cycles. So the focus of our life does change depending on what age we are. So I'm 37 years old, which means I'm in the cycle of spiritual abundance from 35 to 42. And so I've been feeling really called lately to actually expand and, you know, share with more people and do what I really came here to do. I've had premonitions from a pretty young age about things that I would accomplish in my life, such as maybe writing a book or speaking on stage. And I've always had this feeling like it was way out there somewhere, maybe one day. And in the past year or so, I've started to feel like, hey, now is the time. And it's exciting. It's a little scary because sometimes we don't know the exact how, the exact steps to, you know, fulfilling that dream. And each one of us has a dream to fulfill and a purpose to fulfill. Um, But I would say that's the main focus of my life right now is aligning more and more with my purpose and taking action on that so that I can reach more people and be of more service. And the pivot point that I always come back to for my life is fulfillment, is what I'm spending my time doing every day bringing me fulfillment. And if it's not, I want to take a serious look at what needs to shift and change. So I think that is my continual kind of spiritual journey is that guiding and adjusting to where is the most fulfillment, where is the most joy. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned that at this point in your life, you're all about aligning with your life purpose. And you mentioned that life moves in seven year cycles. So action takers, especially if you're between the age of 35 and 42, realize that you're in that phase of spiritual abundance. Now's the time. Now is that moment to learn, to ask questions and to grow. Especially if you had those premonitions in the past, those thoughts of maybe writing a book, maybe releasing a podcast or or doing something new to change people's lives around you, something that you had in your mind, but now you know, it's manifesting itself. Now's the time. Now's that moment to take action. All right. So let's move ahead. Before we begin every show, we also understand how our guests practice ties in with our chakras. So for those who are new to this topic, according to the Heart to Heart Associates Inc., thousands of years ago, ancient scientists in India described the energy systems that exist in our subtle bodies or energy fields. The Indian yogis called these centers wheels 
or chakras in Sanskrit. And these chakras are energy vortices and are said to spin like a wheel. Also, Melissa, I know that you've blogged about this topic on multiple occasions. So I know that you are an expert at this. So what is the significance of chakras in your practice? Well, chakras is a really important part of our practice. And I do actually do consultations um, to help people balance their chakras. Um, uh, my husband does too. And one of the things that's really important about this is not understanding that when I have a limiting belief or a block or a fear or a concept that isn't serving me, it will actually cause a stuck energy in one of those chakras or a few of the chakras, depending on what the concept is. The chakras are related to different things. So you can think of it as a pipe, a water pipe, and there is a constriction in the pipe. If I have a fear or a limiting belief, there's, I'm causing that constriction in the pipe and not as much energy can flow through. And so when people come to me with maybe physical issues, like something that I used to suffer from was migraines. And I'm so happy that I can now put that in the past tense because it's been nearly a year since I had one. So hallelujah. <laughs> um, but for me, that was a block in the outflow chakra, which is the third eye. And I was holding back. I was afraid to be myself and to really share openly with people. And so that energy would kind of block and ultimately, you know, come up as a physical symptom of the migraine to get my attention. So I think our physical body and balance between the physical and the spiritual is really important to understand because if we're not paying attention to something on a spiritual level then our physical body will start getting our attention to say hey there's something not right here and one of the daily practices I do is a, a simple technique to raise the energy in all of the chakras so that when I start my day I feel balanced and relaxed and open and it just makes such a huge difference to how we feel. With related to our team of angels as well, sometimes our angels will give us a feeling of chills or tingling in a particular spot in your body. And that can often be associated with the chakras. So if one contacts you on the throat, that's probably that angel is helping you in those kind of areas of relating and communicating. So, yeah, I mean, chakras is a very important part of our practice and uh, very, very useful and helpful to understand, again, that relationship between the spiritual and the physical. Mm -hmm. So there you go, co-creators. When you are having a limited belief or concept in your mind, something that is not serving you and probably is negative, it's actually causing a block because thoughts are energies and energies are things. So our thoughts can actually lead to physical limitations and challenges. And the best thing, uh, Melissa, about your practice, what I noticed is that you were your own patient you realize that you had these migraines which were not serving you, which were limiting your potential. And you realize that these migraines might be tied to your third eye chakra being blocked. And by solving your own problem, you in turn inspire others to look at you, see your transformation and heal themselves. So thanks for that amazing explanation of the chakras. And with that, let's dive in to our topic for today, communicating with angels. Now, when an average adult, maybe when he or she thinks of an angel, he might think of a person dressed in white, maybe a halo around the head, a wand and a pair of wings. So there might be some common misconceptions. So my question to you, who are angels? And from your experience, what are some of the common misconceptions that people might have on this topic? Yeah, that's a really great question. So the word angels is a term that I use because when I say that word, most people immediately get what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. But the truth is we don't have to use that word. It's, it's just a word. You know, it's just semantics. And you can really use whatever term works for you. But the idea of this is that each one of us has support and backing from souls who have graduated from planet Earth, have learned how to master their own energy. So you could call that 
spirit guides, messengers of God. I often just call it my guidance, my spiritual helpers. Kind of take some of that um, personality or religious dogma out of it and just know that they are master souls, your very best friends. And they are just energy. They're souls just like we are. So the real you is energy or light. And so are our angels, our helpers. They have just learned to master their own energy to a higher frequency. They don't need to come back and reincarnate into planet Earth. They've kind of graduated from planet Earth level. Mm -hmm. But they're actually still learning and growing. So I think it's really important to not make this a greater than or a lesser than thing. And know that your angels aren't here to tell you what to do or impose on your free will or even give you your answers. They're here to make suggestions and give you a bigger picture than you might be able to have on your own. But ultimately, you're in the driver's seat of your own life. And what I help a lot of my clients with is learning how to trust themselves. Pay attention to the suggestions and the help that you're getting from your angels, but then it's up to you what you choose to do with it. You could ignore it like millions of the people on the planet do, which is fine, um, or you can pay, pay attention and uh, you know make some decisions based on that bigger picture that our angels give us. So our angels are, have such a high frequency of energy that it's similar to looking at the blades of a fan. So when you see the, you know, just the regular fan in your home going slowly, you can see those blades. And the faster it gets, it's spinning so quickly that it's like you can't really see the blades. And that's really how our angels are. They have just such a high frequency of energy that we can't see them physically. They're not part of the planet Earth level. And so it's unlikely that you will see them with your physical eyes or hear them with your physical ears. But you will be able to perceive that energy through your inner gifts. So it's the inner hearing, the inner vision, the inner feeling, and the inner knowing. Because the real you is a psychic sensitive being. And so the more that you develop your own sensitivity, the more you're going to be tuned in to that guidance. It's like tuning that radio to the right frequency um, to be more and more aware of the help that's there. But I think the biggest misconception is that maybe there's a difference between angels and spirit guides or that they will tell me what to do and give me my answers. And that's really a religious concept that somehow God is outside of me and then I'll just need to be told what to do. So what I love people to realize is that you can empower yourself to really be your own best psychic, but just use this spiritual backing to give you even more assistance to be in the right place at the right time. Mm -hmm. So there you go. The truth is that we don't really have to use this particular word, angels. They can be angels or spirit guides or different names and different uh, maybe religions or communities or places around the world, but these souls uh, have graduated from the earth and have learned to master their energy. So right now they're energy forms and they are our helpers. And we have, I believe, a team of uh, spiritual guides or, uh, or, or angels. And Melissa, I like the analogy that you shared of the blades of the fan. Just like the blades... When the fan is stationary, we can see the blades, but as it begins to spin, they move at a higher frequency. And because of that particular example, we can't really see them. But it does not mean that they're not there. Our eyes are just not engineered to see that frequency. And we need to learn how to tune in to that frequency, tune in to that radio station to see, feel, or benefit from our chosen angels. So we're going to dive a little deeper here. So I understand irrespective of a person's belief system about angels at this very moment, we're all looking for some help and support in some form or another, maybe our business or jobs or relationships, something like that. So keeping that in mind, in what way can these angels help us? Keeping these various aspects, these challenges that we face in our daily lives, maybe our business, job or relationships, how can Angels help us. Well, they can help us in many ways. 
And one of the things I uh, just wanted to share as well is that you're right, we do have our own personal team. And that's what I help people connect with because you have, you know, a team, so three, four, five, six, maybe even more of these high souls working with you personally. So I don't really talk about archangels and different things, although I do believe that there's different helpers that have different opportunities than mm-hmm. some, all, not all of them are working with personal people. But I think the most important thing to focus on is, you know, your personal team because they're there for you. Why not use it kind of a thing? So because our angels are detached, they're not bound by the pressures of planet Earth, they can see things more clearly. It's like they have a bird's eye view on your life mm-hmm. and they know your life purpose. So you actually attracted this team of souls before you were born to help you master what you came here to learn and the strengths in the areas that you've come to work with. So because of all that, that contract that you set up with them before you even came into this lifetime, they know the kind of areas that you came to work with. They know your niche in life. And the truth is you have free will. So you can do whatever you choose to do while you're here in this lifetime. But if you're doing those things that are closer to your niche, you're going to feel more happy and naturally be more successful. So they'll be guiding you toward those things. And so if a person has the really material goals, such as to increase their income or grow their business or find a a soulmate relationship, angels can definitely help you with that. Because all of those material goals really have a spiritual, uh, there's a spiritual reason why you have those desires. And it's because of the growth that you will step into as you reach those goals. So they help us by giving us little suggestions, ideas, hunches to be in the right place at the right time. And I think timing is one of the main things that they can help us with too, because That's one of the things that it's a little tricky for me to be able to see when I'm here, you know, (laughs) living my life. But because they have that bigger picture, you know, maybe, for example, somebody is trying to apply for a new job and they just feel frustrated because it feels like no job opportunities are coming up. So it could be that that perfect job opportunity is going to come up, you know, in a month's time. And your angels can give you some ideas of that so that you can feel relaxed and trust that you are in the right place at the right time and maybe not go down a track that wouldn't be in your highest good. Again, there's no such thing as mistakes. You'll learn from everything that you get involved in. But it's like when you work with your helpers, you have that more detached perspective and you can be more patient and be in the right place at the right time to attract the perfect opportunities to reach your goals and to fulfill the purpose that you came here to learn. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned that they're detached and because they're detached, because they've ascended to that next level of frequency, they can see things much more clearly and that you've attracted them before you were born. You've signed a sort of a contract to help you navigate the challenges you are going to face in this lifetime. And so, as you mentioned, they help you, uh, they pass on signs, they pass on these hunches or these ideas that guide you towards your goals. And the thing is that because you work with your helpers, once you've identified how to work with your spiritual guides, you get this detached perspective, this outsider's perspective uh, that can allow you to navigate your problems way better. Am I correct? Yes. And I just remembered an experience I had that's a good example of this is often my guidance will actually, it it almost feels like giving it, being giving a little push or a little kick in the pants Um, Mm -hmm. in areas where I'm stepping into a big goal that maybe is bringing up a lot of fear for me. For example, I'm thinking of a, a few years ago when I was setting up some workshop in the UK and I really was relying on those workshops to bring in some income to pay for the trip because I'd also promised my stepdaughter this fun kind of trip of the UK and Ireland mm-hmm. and it was getting really close to the time that we were going to leave and 
the registrations just weren't coming in and I just started to get into a lot of fear. And I just kept checking with my guidance, is it the right time to go? I got, yes. Is it in my best interest? Is this in alignment with my life purpose? Any question I asked, it was just a very definite, yes, this is the right thing. So I really decided to trust in that, even though what I could see in the circumstances around me, it just looked like it was going to be a big failure. And it was just so weird how it turned out where we arrived in London and all of a sudden my phone just started ringing. And the first day we were there, we were actually doing some sightseeing of the Tower of London. And I just had to keep stopping every few minutes to answer another phone call of somebody signing up for the workshop. So somehow, you know, because I had that faith in the universe and followed through on this goal, things started manifesting. And it was like my angels were able to give me that, uh, what would you call, premonition or um, confirmation that I was on the right track. And, you know, people listening can think, how helpful would that be in your life where you get to that point seems to be this way. It's like just when you feel like quitting is when you're about to be really, really successful. And those times when the fears come up, it's like you can tune into your support team to just say, yes, I'm on the right track. Keep having the faith and the success that's right there for you will come into your life. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks a lot for that example. And all of this does sound really exciting. So let's say a person wants to take that first step towards finding out more about his or her angel team and transforming their life. What is that first step towards becoming aware that your angels are communicating with you? Well, there's a few things, but one of the most tangible signs that your angels are around you is when you have a feeling of chills or goosebumps or tingling or shivers going down your spine. There's a few different ways of describing it. But that's actually a sign that your angels are connecting with you and communicating something to you. And you actually feel that because they have such a high vibration of energy all the time. You'll feel that physically as that little extra charge to your nervous system when they come around. And often it's a confirmation that you're on the right track, a sign to pay attention. Um, Those are the main things, I think. And often it happens to me when I'm thinking about a new idea or discussing a project with somebody or they share something very inspiring, I'll get chills right at that moment to confirm, yes, you're on the right track. Like this is your next step. And so this is a very tangible way that people can become more aware of when their angels are connecting with them. Whenever you feel the chills, take a moment to step back and discern what is it that my guides are communicating to me at that at this time is it a confirmation is it a sign to pay attention to something that's going on in my surroundings or is it just that reassurance reminding you that they're there and that they want to help Um, so that's a really good one to start with i can certainly share more if we have time so there you go listeners it's about those tangible signs think about when was the last time you had that feeling of chill that feeling of a goosebump or that tingling feeling That extra charge, uh, that might actually mean that your angels are trying to nudge you or give you a sign or trying to communicate something with you. And obviously, with the training that Melissa is trying to impart with patients and students around the world, you'll get better at it uh, in terms of noticing how you can understand what your angel team is trying to say to you. So, Melissa, take us through what happens internally and externally during one of your communicate with angel sessions? Sure. Well, one of the great ways to start is with the angels direct connect. And this was actually my first exposure to anything spiritual. So I love doing this consultation for people because of that. So what people would learn in there is how many angels they have with them and where they contact them with that feeling of chills that I described and also what their spiritual gift order is. So we have have four spiritual gifts and we have all four of them but you have one that is your primary gift Um, and this is also the main way that you will receive messages from your angels so the chills is a more physical way to feel and experience them around but when they're maybe talking to you so to speak you'll experience it in one of these four ways So if it's through the gift of intuition, it will be hearing that still small voice inside. 
or words, even sometimes hearing a song in your head is more that clear audience or intuitive part. Through the gift of vision or clairvoyance, you will see pictures, uh, symbols, dreams, even plans or projects. And then through your gift of prophecy, you'll experience inner knowings, um, just knowing things without being told and being very tuned into the energy and ideas. And then through your gift of feeling, it will be more those gut feelings and hunches and physical sensations. So you'll learn in that session what your primary gift is. And that helps you to know, you know how you mainly receive messages from them. And these messages are coming in all the time. But you know, sometimes we don't pay attention to them. So one of the things I help people do in my courses especially is just practice. Practice using this part of yourself because we're very sensitive. We're very psychic when we were little. You know, I have a two-year-old, so it's, I always watch him and just observe that he's just so tuned in. He doesn't know how to not trust or talk himself out of it. You know, that's something we learn as we get older, we get more in our head. And generally in society, it's not encouraged <laughs> to be this way. I remember when I was little, I got told, oh, no, it's just your imagination. So I started to think that I was making things up when it really was, um, you know, maybe my angels connecting with me or other kinds of mystical experiences, I learned to not trust that or to think it was scary or wrong. So I had to kind of relearn those things. And this is what, this is the process of practicing using that sensitive part of yourself, your feeling or psychic nature. And that's actually where the true power lies. You know, we think that it's in the mind, but it's not. The mind is a tool to get you organized and to accomplish things while you're here on this planet, what you came to do. But a lot of us use our mind to talk us out of things or to doubt or to hold ourselves back. So it's a matter of practicing. And we have some really great, simple techniques that we learn through the Americana Leadership College that just helps you to practice and come back to the real you you know, all that, that sensitivity. So the more sensitive you are, the more you're going to be picking up from your angels. And in my one-on-one -on -one sessions, I also help people to have a two-way communication with their angels, which is so powerful because you can then ask a question and receive an immediate answer and know for sure if you're on the right track or if this is the right thing for you. So getting confirmation of things so you can kind of get out of your own way. Well, thanks a lot for sharing that. And I'm sure that for a person listening to this information for the very first time, it might be difficult to believe and understand and comprehend, which is a normal feeling. And as you suggested, uh, when we are born on this earth, we are highly gifted. We have strong intuitions like especially your kid as well. But as we grow older, we use our mind to create that doubt uh, and not actually for what it is, for organizing or processing, but to really doubt faith, belief or intuition. And I'm sure that you must have gone through that phase as well. So what is that one incident beyond which you started believing in angels? Well, you know, I was lucky enough to come to this at a pretty young age. Um, I remember when I was 13 years old, I was having a sleepover with some friends and I was so excited about all these spiritual things. I was actually in a spiritual discovery group in my community and it was all with adults, but I just wanted to do it. <laughs> my mum certainly wasn't forcing me. I really just was drawn to this stuff. But I was so excited about what I was learning, I started sharing it with my you know, little friends I was having a sleepover with. Mm -hmm. And they were interested at first, and then they started getting a little bit scared. They're like, what is she talking about? And just at that moment where I started to doubt myself too, I saw a big ball of light to the right of me and it kind of shot diagonally across the room and the three of us were just staring at this big ball of light for about five ten seconds and then it disappeared and it was like I needed that confirmation right at that moment to say yes this is really real because I know that I saw something then and I, I don't want people to start expecting that they're going to have experiences like that often because honestly I could say I've only had something like that happen to me maybe three or four times in my entire life. But in those moments when we really need it, we our angels will move in and give us that 
confirmation um, to say, yes, you know, this is real. And I remember when I first learned to connect with my angels, I had this strong knowing and sense that, wow, I'm really part of two worlds at one time. I don't know if I would have described it in those words when I was 13 years old, but I could feel that it was true because I'd sort of stepped into an experience that was beyond the physical. I got an answer from my angels when I didn't even know if I believed in it. You know, I asked them a question, I got an answer. And I was stunned, but also I could feel the truth of it because I'd had an experience. And that's why I love to share techniques with people. I don't want to give you a reading and tell you all your answers. I want to share with you so that you can have your own experience and feel the truth of that for yourself. Um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I love that although it was an adult group when you were young, because it was such an interesting topic to you, you always took part. And at that age, you received that one confirmation. And you knew it because you experienced it. Because at that point, you needed that sign and I'm sure after that experience your life changed as well now I'm sure that through your work and your experience you've touched lives around the world what is your most inspiring client or student success story till date it's so hard to say what is the my most inspiring one but (laughs) an example comes to mind possibly because we've become good friends and I've seen how her life has changed but it's a friend of mine named Cynthia and she came to one of the angel encounter workshops my husband and I were doing I would say uh, at least five years ago if not more and she arrived on a motorcycle and she was really shy and quiet and she took the workshop and she learned to communicate with her angels and she's done some other um, groups as well and I remember seeing her back at that time and we went out salsa dancing together and she lived in a small flat in the DC area by herself Mm -hmm. and she shared with me she said I really want to get married and have a family And it was like she became so clear on that desire and that goal that I didn't see her for a while. And then about a year later, (laughs) she showed up to a party at my house, (laughs) six months pregnant with this amazing man. And he has three children from a previous marriage. She now just actually married him. So now all of a sudden she has a family of, you know, with four children and this amazing husband and she's living that family life. And she really does credit that, you know, connecting with her angels started to show her that that was possible. And it just can sometimes take that shift in your belief to say, wow, I've actually been limiting myself, Mm -hmm. what else is possible? Because our angels don't live in that limited box. We all have our little box of fears and limitations. We can grow out of it for sure, but we all have it. It's just a different version of it. And, but our angels see unlimited possibilities. They know that you can create anything that you desire in your life. So when you learn to tap in again to that bigger picture, that realm that our angels come from, you start to see that anything is possible and you can bring in positive changes into your life really quickly. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks a lot for that inspiring story. Now, challenges make you discover things about yourself that you never really knew. They're what make the instrument stretch, what make you go beyond the norm. Now, this is an anonymous thought shared by a noble and wise individual. That's right. We've reached the challenge round where we talk about a major challenge or a learning moment that changed your life. So, Melissa, tell us about a time when you faced a major challenge. Take us to that moment and tell us what you were feeling at that particular instant And then how did you approach that challenge? Well, one of the biggest challenges that I've experienced in the more recent years was struggling with infertility. And I struggled with infertility for nearly three years before I finally became pregnant. And I think what it was, was um, I remember saying to my mother, I don't think I can do anything about this. It's out of my control. Mm. I finally realized that I could actually tune in to 
what is my spiritual contract here? And I could feel that there was a soul around wanting to come in. And I opened myself to the possibilities of that. Then the solution was actually right there in front of me. And I'm going to keep personal, you know, the journey of that. But needless to say, when I was able to address the problem that was there, I conceived my son like on the first try. So it was a shift from uh, this is out of my control to no, this is part of my purpose and I know that I have backing and I can, you know, create this into my life and boom, it happened really quickly. Mm -hmm. So looking back now, what is that one major life lesson you would want our listeners to take away from your story? Well, I think that there is always a solution, even when you may feel like your dire circumstances or things just aren't working out, doors are slamming in your face. There is always a solution because you'll know deep down in your heart if this is right for you. And so with me, I'd always known that I wanted to have a child. I could feel that that soul around me for quite some time before I actually became pregnant. And so I remember one day my husband said, and he said it out of love. He just wanted me to stop feeling bad. He said, you know, I just wonder if, you know, having a child is really on the cards for you. And when he said that, I just really dug deep into myself and I said, what is really true for me? I could just feel this really strong knowing that this was right so that there must be a solution. So whatever it is in different people's life, your angels are always solution oriented. And if you're drawn to it, if you have a desire for something, there is always a way for you to accomplish it. Just sometimes it means that we need to stop assuming that things have to be a certain way and be open to different solutions. And as so, like I experienced, as soon as I opened myself up to being willing to look at things differently or to take different actions, the solution appeared. And everybody has that. There is always a solution. I love that you made that intentional shift, that shift from thinking that this is beyond your control to identifying that this is part of your destiny. This is part of your life's true calling. And thanks for sharing your story with us. Because you shared the story, our listeners have one more reason to welcome challenges, to welcome failures, and actually learn along the way. And with that, we've moved to the next portion of our show, which is all about finding your true calling or your purpose. Now, strange is our situation here upon earth each of us comes for a short visit, not knowing why, yet sometimes seeming to divine a purpose, which is a phenomenal quote shared by none other than Albert Einstein. So my question to you, Melissa, have you found your calling? And if yes, what is your calling? Well, I've, I mean, I've been talking about my calling, so the answer is definitely yes. <laughs> and I think that is, again, one of the benefits of being on this spiritual journey from a young age is I had that time in my early years to really find, to know that I had a purpose and to find it. And I really found my calling, I would say, when I was about 25. I came to the United States to the conference of the American Leadership College, which I'd always wanted to do, and I finally was able to make that happen. And I, the founder of the college, Francisco Cole, had passed away a couple years before. And whenever a great leader passes on, there can be that shaky time when, you know, people are used to following in this person's footsteps and when they're not there anymore, it's like, well, what do we do now? And so there wasn't a lot of, um, you know, programs happening and started to say, wow, if we don't do something here, you know, this great wisdom and tools could actually be lost. And I said, I... I need to be a part of this. I came to this just strong and knowing is the best way to describe it, that I'm here to pass this on, pass on these tools and particularly to help people have that two-way communication with your angels. And there's a lot more that people can learn, but that's the first step because once you have that, you can trust your inner guidance. So I, I share often that my mission in life is to help as many sincere people as possible to have a two-way communication with their angels so that they can then be empowered to live their purpose. Because I truly believe when we're all living our own purpose, everything comes into harmony. There's no need for anybody to be doing work that they dislike. Everybody has an important purpose and that purpose will bring you joy, success and abundance. Mm -hmm. 
So you mentioned that you were 25, you always wanted to come to the United States. And when you did, uh, you, uh, one of the leaders who was great and experienced, he passed away. And you actually looked at that opportunity in terms of how you could use that opportunity to contribute to the people around you in your community who might experience that loss and not know what to do. So you decided to take that opportunity to pass on those tools and help people connect with their angels. That's really inspiring. Thanks for sharing. Thank you. And with that, we have reached the final round, the wisdom round, a round during which our listeners get to listen to nuggets of wisdom in a short span of time. Sound like a plan? Sounds good. Great. So what is the best advice you have ever received? The best advice I have ever received is to learn to know what I want and to follow those true heart's desires. And this was a big shift in my consciousness a few years ago because the way that I was raised was to say money doesn't grow on trees or you can't have everything you want. And so I'd really learned to deny what I wanted. And when I finally came to this realization, I was taught that you're a soul moves by desire. Your desires lead you to your purpose and that it's good to want, it's good to have desires because that brings in what you, you're here to do. So I kind of flipped a switch at that time and said, all right, it's good for me to go for what I really desire. And that gave me the courage to um, quit my teaching job at the time and actually become an entrepreneur and create the, the Communicate with Angels website that I have now and really get on that track because I realized if I follow my heart's desire and do this, I'm actually going to be helping more people on the planet. A habit, whether good or bad, can affect your life. So what is that one personal habit that has positively transformed your life? The best habit that I have that I would recommend to others is to set aside some regrouping time. Spiritually, we need time to regroup our experiences and to know what we learned from them. If you don't take time to focus on what am I learning from everything I'm involved in in my life, what am I getting out of that, you'll kind of get tired and worn down and even depressed. So this is something that most people don't realize. What I work with is each evening I get a keyword from my angels for the energy for the next day. And then at the end of the day, I look back on that keyword and write in my journal what I learned from it. If people will start doing this as a daily practice, it only needs to take five or ten minutes, you will shift your energy in amazing ways. So what is your morning ritual like? Could you describe the first two hours of your day? Yes. So my morning ritual is... I have a few steps that I do for myself as much as I have time for before my son wakes up mm -hmm. so that I get centered. The first thing I do is actually that chakras technique. It takes about five minutes to go through the energy of each of the chakras and bring power and strength into each of the chakra centers. I do about 15 to 20 minutes of yoga. And I kind of see that yoga not really as physical exercise, although it benefits me in that way too, but it helps me to center and to relax. And I try to make myself a healthy um, green smoothie and focus on my keyword for the day. And then it's kind of I move into the, the daily routines of being a mom, getting my son up and getting him ready for the day and all of that. But they, So it's not a two-hour ritual, but that maybe 30 minutes to myself to really focus on spirit uh, really gives me a really good foundation for the day. The key to connecting with your angels and your intuition is to be relaxed. And so that simple daily ritual really helps me to relax and be centered for the day. And then I have um, evening rituals that I do as well. Now they say that a book is a gift that you can open again and again because of the power to inspire. So if you could recommend one book that changed your life, what would it be? Well, the book that changed my life is called Man and the Universe by Francisco Cole. And it sounds like an astro astronomy lesson, but it's not. It's really <laughs> the most simple, um, compact guide to why you're here on planet Earth, the tools that you have at your disposal. It's really just kind of spirituality one-on-one. -on -one. It's an awesome book. It changed my life for sure. And it does every time I pick it up. 
And I love the way that Francisco Cole wrote because this is not a long book. Uh, it's maybe 35 pages, but he was able to write in a way that was so compact that every sentence is really profound. So I'd highly recommend that people check that out to get that foundation for why am I here? What is my purpose in life? Where am I going? It will answer those questions for you. So action takers, you can find a link to this book in the show notes page on the website. So Melissa, interacting with you today was phenomenal. You truly rocked the show at My 7 Chakras. Before you go, tell us one thing that you're really grateful for today. Tell us the best way we can find you. And then we'll say goodbye. Well, I'm grateful for so many things. I had a wonderful family day today, so I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for my angels working with me and the opportunity to share with all of you is just very heartwarming. So if people want to learn more about what I have to offer, they can go to my website, which is www.communicatewithangels.com forward slash chakras.html and I have some free resources there for you um, the three steps to communicating with your angels plus an audio that my husband Richard Lasseter recorded um, it's kind of actually an audio version of that man in the universe book but obviously from his perspective and it will just give you some great tips that you can apply into your life right away and I would love to share with all of you that I'm really excited I have a new course an online course called communicate with your angels online course and it gives you some steps to receiving messages through the vision through the words feelings and knowings and actually some really good tips on how to trust that guidance because that's where people have trouble they say how do I tell the difference between what's me and what's coming from my angels and I answer all of those things for you and give you ways to trust that guidance and use it in practical ways in your life so people would like to check out that uh, course they can go to www.angelsonlinecourse.com and you can save $100 on that if you use the coupon code chakras that's a special offer for your listeners so that's www.angelsonlinecourse.com well thanks a lot for being an incredibly kind now you mentioned this particular link and the previous link was i believe communicate with angels.com slash chakras dot html is that correct that's correct yes great and i'm sure that our listeners will love the wonderful gift that you have waiting for them so, Melissa, thanks for coming on our show today, sharing your inspiring stories and taking us one step closer to a human revolution. You are listening to My 7 Chakras. Go to mysevenchakras.com. Download your free gift, get inspired and take action. Transform your life today. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.